0: I don't know how many of you listen to the show. It always (laughs) begins with a riffle shuffle and a waterfall. I'm sure many of you have decks of cards with you. You're not allowed to fiddle during the show. Now you can. Get your decks out. Decks. (laughs) Thank you. We ready? On the count of three, I want a riffle shuffle and a waterfall. One, two, three. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Insider (laughs) Podcast, brought to you, just for a change, by Vanishing Inc. But there is a change, because we're doing this live at the session. (laughs) My guest today is hugely famous in Denmark, where he has a quarter of a million followers on Facebook. He's been a serious coin and card magician, a stand-up comic, a comedy comedy magician, a writer, an actor, and now is about to embark on a four-month massive theatre tour. He's nominated for the Robert Award for the best actor in a supporting television role. He's very talented, he's very funny, it's Rune (laughs) Klan!
1: It sounds better when you say I'm nominated for Robert. I know, right? Yeah, sounds good. I did my research, man. Yeah, do you know what it is? No. It's
0: nothing. okay. (laughs) It's a 30-minute showroom, we have no time for niceties. What's your origin story? You have 26 seconds.
1: All right, born in Denmark, lived there for two weeks, lived in the Middle East for five, then I lived in Canada for four, and then I moved back, and then I started uh, Magic when I was 11, and then I performed when I was 13, and uh, I've been doing it ever since, and almost gave up on it when I was 18 because it wasn't cool anymore, and then I uh, figured out uh, something else.
0: Okay. You transitioned, from serious close-up magic to crazy, funny, strong magic, and now you're doing two-hour magic shows with meaning. Your last show was essentially centered around the fact that you can't have kids. Correct. Why do you keep reinventing yourself?
1: Because I got older. <laughs> See, things are, uh, things are interesting at some point. When I was a kid, it was moves and coins. And then I figured out that that doesn't work in the world. <coughs> and. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, but it doesn't. Uh, <laughs> There's so many sad faces. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, then, oh man, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's constantly changing. I mean, my, my favorite musicians, for instance, they don't play the same songs their entire life. They start changing. And then sure. sometimes the albums completely change completely. Like, it's very different. So yeah, I like, uh, I like change. Tell us about your process for creation. What happens first? The trick? The joke? <laughs> the situation or the thing you want to talk about? That's a good question. I mean, for right now, I can only answer for right now. Because right now it is, uh, I I used to to work with, or I still do. I work with a a woman who is uh, in theater and is a woman I respect a lot. And she's told me when I was, I don't know, 25 or something like that, forget the trick, forget funny, start somewhere else. And I didn't listen. Mm -hmm. And she said it again when I was, I don't know, 30 something. I'm 58 today. Uh, <laughs> and she said, um, she said uh, again, forget the trick, forget the funny. And she said, later on she said, convinced me by saying, listen, you know you can do magic. You know you can figure out how things are funny. So don't start there. Start somewhere else. start. This is very along the things that we heard Harrison talk about today. Sure. Start with something that interests you or you want to say or you want to feel or something. And that's what I've been doing lately. With the show that you did about
0: not being able to have children, mm-hmm. you started it in an interesting way, as I understand, which mm-hmm. is you came on and you put a phone on the side of this. Can you tell us about that story and then how the phone comes into
1: play? The show, show was called Childless. Uh, in Danish, it's Uh And um, and it was, uh, yeah, you're right about the phone. But it started off by me going in and saying, I don't have any kids and I love it. And let me tell you why I love it. And I showed what I've been building and practicing and then eventually I go I actually I don't love it that much uh, we, we've been trying for a while and then uh, I, uh, I I, the phone is in the end um, and then I launch into this uh, uh, sort of the, the whole process of what my wife and I went through and uh, because we've been trying for such a long time to have children and uh, we uh, eventually ended up uh, adopting a child and uh, And while I was doing the tour, we were in line for for this, waiting for the call. So this phone was on the wall and I go, so eventually one day that phone is gonna ring and that's gonna change my life. Thanks thanks for seeing the show. And um, the last show, almost the last show, the phone rang, Uh, not during the show, but later on. So I walked in again and I went, uh, everything I said has been true except one thing, The phone actually rang two days ago, and it couldn't have been written better because once the tour ended, I don't know, it was like a month after, we flew to South Africa. Yeah, it was great. That's amazing. Yeah, it was great. So the next show is called Why the The Fuck Did I Have Children? (laughs) (laughs) I understand you've got a whole separate
0: office that's filled with props and tools. How does that help? Who told you got I've got informants. Okay. How does that help your process having that separate space?
1: Uh, I guess the best thing is not because I have a lot of stuff and I like stuff and I like being messy with my stuff and I like building stuff and it's 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 helped that I can speak to my wife. She doesn't uh, complain about everything is just lying around and filling around. So I have my own space for that. It's great. So it's basically just to keep the wife happy. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, that's why I'm here. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Last time you were interviewed here, I believe it was the last time I was watching a video with a very young, 10 years ago, very young Joshua J. similarly young you, um, and you shared some hilarious openers and how important you thought openers was with the production stuff coming off as you went to the mic and the can I borrow a shoe. Uh Do you think openers are
1: still, does that still interest you as much? It does, but they're so much harder for me to figure out now. I don't know. It was the it, it, that was my the, that was the thing I could come up with tomatoes c- costumes uh things smoke chambers uh footballs on sh- under shirts and i I loved openers now i i don't have them uh, i i um again it's interest and it's what, what ch- changes now i i spend the first at least when i do corporate i spend the first i don't know five minutes just talking and being there and figuring out who is where and what and blah, blah, blah. So I don't have any openers anymore. Can you
0: tell the story about the production stuff as you're walking across? What's the
1: production stuff? You have the thing with the
0: thing and the cane and everything opens on the... I've just told the story, so we'll, we'll, we'll
1: move on. It was really oh, funny. I think I know what you mean. <laughs> I think I know what you mean. Uh, I was, um, I, was uh, I was with my friend and we figured out, do you know? Do you have those things in Ikea where you sort of, you can squeeze, it's a tunnel, but you can squeeze it to nothing. Uh-huh. And if you glue two of them together, they're like that tall, and you can still squeeze them here. And I thought it would be funny because if I, could, if I let go, it completely covers me. And also then I had two appearing canes in each hand, and I had something else that appeared, and I thought it would be funny to walk out to the microphone stand and go, I'm really happy to be here, and it goes <laughs> and there's just canes everywhere and a tunnel, and it wasn't funny. Uh, and it was a really awkward moment because it's hard to get out of that tunnel uh, when there's no laughs. laughs. Yeah. So I haven't been doing openers since. OK.
0: But, so openers suck. We've learned that. No, I um, just, I'm just not a good them anymore. How do you make something inherently not funny funny? <laughs> like, you did a thing where you put penises. Penai. into the coloring book trick. What made you think of that specifically? And how do you make things that aren't funny, funny? <laughs>
1: um, I guess, I don't know, again, I was really young when I did the uh, I'm uh, trying to be a children's performer uh, trick. Inappropriate children's performer. Yes. Where I produced, I think it was seven, P-N-I, Um <laughs> And eventually had one on my head. Again, something you wouldn't really be able to do today. Um, but um, I don't know. Isn't, it, it's it's kind of obvious, isn't it? Is it just the, the, the wrongness of? I think so, yeah. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a young mind thinking, what oh, would be great? And I think that's basically <laughs> it. Right? I mean, it's, it's, it's the first go-to thing. And you kind of want to shock. And you think shocking is interesting. I don't think shocking is that interesting anymore. I think, uh, I don't know. What do you think is interesting? I think a lot of things are interesting. I just don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't. I don't. Not that I'm offended. I don't get offended by anything. I'm just not that interested in shocking anymore.
0: Okay. I think you think that honesty. I do. is important. So you've done this two-hour show about the fact that you can. It's only have, an hour and a half. Uh, we're doing this live. I can't sure. edit it. Really. Sure.
1: I've been doing this two-hour show for a while now. Thanks. Um, <laughs> And I think two hours is the appropriate amount of minutes for a yeah. good show. Yeah, I used to do an hour and a half, but that was just so such, wrong. Oh, was such a stupid uh, idea. Yes, about. really a stupid idea. So I just do two hours now. Yeah. But, the, the, but honesty and the fact you can't
0: have children doesn't seem... We lost one. Uh, yeah, he's gone. He didn't like the penises <laughs> no. and the colouring book thing. Peni. <laughs> um, but the fact that you can't have children mm. doesn't seem like... Uh, maybe it's a Danish thing, but to me, it doesn't seem like a natural topic for um, to a, magic a one and a half hour
1: magic show. Oh come on, show. that's perfect. Uh, first of all, there was a doctor who told me when we were trying to have, to, we went through fertility clinics, and he said, um, he said, uh, no, sorry, didn't, we, we didn't succeed this time either. And we went, oh, uh, but do you know how unlikely it is, he said to me, that you are here? What do you mean? The odds are so small that you exist. And I think, odds, small, magic trick, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it was so, and this is a thing, I, I, I hope I can make, give this justice, because I was really proud about this moment, because in fertility clinics, at least in Denmark, we start off with something we call insemination um, I like that. Yeah. yeah, and insemination is, um, is uh, you put all my sperm in a cup, and then you, put that inside her, mm-hmm. okay? But you give it like a head start, okay. okay? And you get three trials of that for free through the, uh, the, 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 the uh, state. And while I was talking about these, I just, three silk vanishes. <laughs> and the silk suddenly became my sperm. So I was just talking, cool. I didn't even look at it. it was a, so they put all my sperm in one thing and they just shove it up in her and it vanished. And I go, then you get another try, I took another silk and then vanished that one. So those three, the next one is called, um, is called uh, in Danish at least, it's called uh, IVF, mm-hmm. which is, so I had a glass bowl and I said, they take, they take all her eggs out. So I had a glass bowl filled with eggs. And then I, then I said, then they took my, my sperm and they poured it over it and they covered it for the night and then they hoped for the next day that one of them was uh, somehow impregnated. Mm-hmm. And then they all vanished. And I said, this didn't work for us either. They all vanished. Next one was the last one, which is called ICSI, ICSI, okay. which is then I blow up a balloon and I take, they take her best egg and I take the needle out and they take my best <laughs> sperm cell. And under a microscope, I put the needle through the balloon, and I tore it through, and then I burst it, and I said, that didn't work either. So I had three visualiz- visualizations, I can't say that word, about uh, the fertility process. That worked re- that was real. it doesn't sound that funny, and it actually maybe wasn't funny, but they laughed at least at the visualization of an egg and a, or, uh, a balloon, and how to, it was, it, yeah, I like I stuff like that.
0: I think it shows that there isn't, as Harrison was talking about earlier, there isn't something that you can't.
1: No, I don't think so. Make into something that you want to. And also I don't think that Danes are as worried about touchy subjects as so many else. I live in a country where people really don't get that offended by anything. And maybe that's also I don't have a very offensive style either. I mean I can talk about a topic like this, but it's very personal. I mean it means a lot. And also I don't know what else I could write about because that's the only thing my wife and I talked about because that was all we wanted. Mm. So it wouldn't make sense to go. Uh, I like to do a entire show of, uh, my the first trick my grandfather showed me. It would be bullshit <laughs> because we, we we just didn't talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I and I I'm not I'm not an observing comedian. I'm not the guy who sits in the corner and writes notes about all the people. I go out and I feel it and I get hit and I cry and then I come back and then I go, all right, I've experienced it, now I can do something about it. So, I guess that's it.
0: Can you talk about what your favorite trick to perform right now is? I mean, not like right now because it's an audio podcast and no one will be able to see it. I
1: I can. Um, I'm going to do it. Okay, do it. But not now. Okay. But later. Okay. yeah. Can you talk about it? No. Okay. (laughs) Can you tell us about a trick that you expected to be great, yes. but wasn't. Yeah, I just took it out of the show. Uh, I start my show the 30th of January, so that's in two weeks. And I've already done 15 tryouts of it. All right, so we, I rent a theater and I try it mm-hmm. different play. <laughs> this is the thing, and I just took it out. And I, I OK, this is the thing. I bring out a fishbowl this size, filled with water, with one goldfish in it. And I go, this is Harry. He's missing his family. Your name is Sir Thomas. Thomas, is up to you if Harry finds his family or not. I roll in a table with four blenders on it <laughs> with a red silk, a blue silk, a green silk, and a yellow silk. And I go, in one of these blenders is his family. Which one do you think it is? And this is not a semantic trick. The one you say is the one we're going to use. He goes, I think it's under the red one. All right, cool. So it's not on the blue one. <laughs> Tear it off. See the water doing this, shuts down. Green one, yellow one, and eventually the red one filled with goldfish. Now, this was so expensive to make, and it took a while, but um, I I tried it, what did I try, five, four, four or five times, and it wasn't as interesting as I thought it would be. There was some point that were really nice to do. I loved the idea, but it was a bit flat. And uh, I just said, all right, That's it. I'm I'm not going to use it. And and also, um, it's really nice not to travel with animals. Yeah. Andrew. Yeah. Um,
0: How much do you improvise on stage now? And what advice could you offer for people who want to start to improve their freestyling on stage? (laughs) I do improvise
1: a lot, and I like it. And I'm actually kind of good at it, at least in Danish. Um, And and I guess. We have, as magicians, a huge advantage. And this might be a long answer, but I'm gonna give it to you anyway. Cool. I had a history teacher in school, and he was, he was really good. He was the kind of guy who, we, in Denmark, the, the hours are like 45 minutes when you're in class. And then after 30 minutes, we were done for what we were supposed to learn for today. And he looked at his watch and went, oh, there's 15 minutes left. Oh, <laughs> anyway, all right, give me a year. And somebody said, uh, 1840. It's too easy. Where? I don't know. Uh, Italy. Oh. And he told us what happened in that year in Italy. He was amazing. He was funny. He was really funny. I loved his classes because he was funny. You put him on a stage, he wouldn't be funny. The reason why he was funny, because his main objective was to teach us history. Funny was a bonus. That is the best advantage we have. Funny is a bonus because we have an agenda that is not hello everybody, I'm going to be here for an hour sorry, two hours and and I'm going to be funny for two hours I'm just going to be funny for two hours you're going to think I'm hilarious for two hours that premise sort of sounds like a sinking ship to me instead, hello I have eight tricks to show you that is my agenda, this is my first trick you, hold this, touch this It's it's, it's already pulling people in so funny is over here and that's why I think improvising is easier, because you you can always fall back on the where you came from, which is uh, here. You take these cards, you shuffle them up. Joke, joke, joke. Joke didn't work. All right, are they shuffled done? Good. Okay. You, it's like the card here. Sign it. Joke. No more jokes. All right. Get this back. Boom, boom. boom. So you can always go back to where you're home. And I, I, uh, I really, uh, uh, I'm, I'm pretty good at, at, at getting tricks, uh, f- feeling comfortable. With sure. Them. And, uh, uh, and qu- pretty quickly, I, uh, I go, all right, I got this. So I don't mind, uh, where is he going? All right, I'll put this away. Where are you going? And talk about that for a while. Then, all right, you come back. All right, and then pick the trick up again. I like doing stuff like that. It's an, and again, with magic, it's, 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 it's improvisational. It could be jokes, but it's also crowd work. Mm-hmm. It's great. So how does somebody get over the fear of failure? The fear of failure is that we always have to end with a laugh. You always have to end with the funniest remark. I just completely disagree with that. Okay. I often do not end with the funniest remark. But I just don't, I, I, I guess I don't, what is the word? Um, I'm, I'm OK with that failure. I don't feel it's such a status.
0: Why? I don't know. Because I, I think a lot of people listening to this, and possibly people here, Maybe on a, they're doing close-up and they want to start doing the parlor or stand-up or do comedy clubs. And they're, they're throwing out the lines. And they're worried about what happens if it, OK, the trick might work. But what happens if the line fails? How do you,
1: how do you deal with it? Well, first of all, I think, I think if we're focused on, instead of focusing on being funny, be spoken on, it, it, it's a good start if they like you. Right. Right? And I always compare things to meeting people socially. Like, you go to a party, you don't know anybody that, you don't maybe know two or three people, and then the two or three people go, hey, you gotta meet this group over here. Do you start off with six good one-liners? Or you go, what do you do? Oh, interesting, and blah, blah, he's just easy, get easy into it, and then when you have established this and this, you try to maybe be a little bit funny, right? I know it's a bit different when you perform, but I don't, I don't... It sounds like crowd work. It is kind of crowd work, but I mean, I don't know, I'm not that concerned in being the coolest guy in the room. It doesn't really, um, it's all right, it's all right. It doesn't matter. It's just, you know what, you know what? Failure is interesting. Failure is human and failure is interesting. It's being the best one constantly is annoying. <laughs> we all have a friend who is good at everything and we hate that guy. Sure. Right? Sure. But we, failure is interesting. Failure is kind of, I get a lot of laughs out of failure. I get a lot of laughs of going, and then you say, this is not a good joke, uh, just pulling back or being, uh, admitting it or something like that. Embracing the failure. Embracing it, yeah.
0: Interesting. You did, when you transitioned initially from the serious coins and the card stuff to the stand-up stuff, there was an awful lot of it. What was that like when you were starting out? Over here, mm-hmm. I don't know whether it's the same, but comics often frown upon magicians <laughs> in, the, in the stand-up circuit. Is mm-hmm. that the same in Denmark?
1: It, it, it kind of is, but I, 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 I got in pretty easy. I remember I was, when I was my first booking at a comedy club, they had this forum, with a chat forum where they started writing to each other, and there was this guy who, who wrote, a magician, what's going to be next? A non-smoking section? <laughs> it's a long time ago. But uh, very quickly, I was, um, I was really lucky in comedy. Not with them, but the very first thing I did on stage was David Williamson's Ring on Rope. Mm-hmm. The very first thing. And spoiler alert, it relies on an extra piece. <gasps> yeah. And the very first thing, you've remem- if you remember it, you put the ring in your back pocket and you flip the extra piece around so you can have the rope examined and you can reach back and boom, you've stolen it, correct? The very first thing I do, first time I'm on a I drop that extra piece. Mm. It, it, it's, it's within, I would say, a minute, Ooh. and I drop that extra piece and it's the best thing that ever happened to me. Why? Because I said, oh, this was supposed to be amazing. You were supposed to love me. You were supposed to think I'm the new messiah. <laughs> you would scream out, have my children. <laughs> and I just, and, I, and I, I wasn't that funny. I was just honest. And they immediately just went, he's a normal person. Uh-huh. We really like this guy. And it was, I didn't get, I, I got an enormous reaction from people because after that, they just went, all right, he's just a person, man, and he, the first thing, yeah. and it was completely honest, I was, I, w- I was really sad that I dropped that extra piece, but it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Thank you, Williamson. Yeah. That's why I'm here.
0: <laughs> just to say thank mm-hmm. you for the rope thing, okay, that's good. Um, I don't know how many people here have seen Tricky Leaks. Is it ever going to come back? How did you come up with it, and can you tell people who missed it what it was? Sure, it's still there. trickyleaks.com. I'll put a link in the show notes. What? org. Org, cuz it's
1: charity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it is a uh, it is a little I would maybe I would use the word art project. Okay. With magic? I was I was uh, I was really want, I really wanted to do something with magic that was that was really different that didn't rely on reactions. Right. I, I wanted it just to be the, the love, because I do have a love of all that stuff and when it looks great and it's interesting. So it's a one take of about between 10 and 15 minutes of a long, what, what could you call it? It's like a ride mm-hmm. and, and it, it's just one take and there's no cuts in it, and it just goes from weird world with trick to weird world with trick, to real weird world with trick, and it just goes on and on. And it was really, really fun making it, and I thought I was gonna put it up on YouTube, and I was gonna break YouTube. <laughs> uh, yeah, that just really did not happen. Uh, not a lot of people saw it. I lost a lot of money on it, and I was kind of, I'm actually, that's one of my, I'm really disappointed in that project, because I really thought it was fun to do. It was amazing. But it didn't work. People just thought, I don't know. This is strange. And um well there was people there were people who saw it who really liked it, but it, it was just a few. And they're all friends of mine. Um, <laughs> so um uh oh yeah, I've I've been trying to figure out how to make this work in other environments, but I can't. And and hopefully one day I'll figure it out. But it was really fun. I did it with my best friend Klaus Mulpia, who's also a magician. Um, and we had so much fun making it, and uh it was, it, yeah,
0: yeah. So was the idea to break YouTube, or was the idea, the idea something else to,
1: inherently? Because I use YouTube more than any 14-year-old, and, uh, <laughs> and I, I, I thought that, I was, I, my, myself, I was watching kind of artsy things on YouTube, and I thought, hey, this might be good for the people who like stuff like that, because sure. this really interests me. And I thought it would it would it would have a, a life of its own, but it really didn't actually.
0: Well, it's a beautiful thing, and if Thank anybody you, hasn't seen it, Thank I'll you. put a link to the show note, in the show notes for you to watch it, and all of you lot should go and watch it because it's in you did an English version and a we did, Danish we, version. I,
1: I thought this was going to be interesting for a lot of people, so I did it in English as well.
0: But um, you're about to do a massive four month tour. It looks like you're doing a show almost every day for four five. Months of two hours, obviously.
1: Um, yeah. <laughs> tell, tell us about the new show. <clears throat> new show is called Hopeful, and uh, it is uh, it is uh, still around the same lines of. Um, uh, maybe I should start somewhere else. I'm really fascinated by those comedians who have stood the test of time, right? Okay. Like one of my favorites is right now is probably Dave Chappelle, because. <clears throat> You could easily argue that David Chappelle doesn't get the amount of laughs that some other people do. But I'm still, I, I'm, because I've followed him for a while, I know him. I follow his life through his shows. And I'm interested in what he thinks and what he says. And when he talks, it's usually from the current situation he's in. Sure. And I want to do shows like that. I want to talk about what's interested, what interests me at this moment with a hope that it sort of mirrors what other people are thinking right now. Okay. So in my case, it is, uh, all right, so the child has arrived, and things- How old is your child? He's three now. Okay. We got him when he was a year and four months. And um, <clears throat> and now things start to interest me like the way we raise children today compared to how we were raised uh, by the, the, the former generation and uh, what influences what, and uh, what works and uh, be- when we look back at how our parents raised us, it's surprising that we are alive today. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and we- our parents did things with us that would be, I mean, would be so illegal today, right? Uh, my mother smoked while she was waiting for me or mm-hmm. in my stomach and I sat on my dad's lap when he drove the car without a seatbelt. I mean, you would go straight to prison, at least in Sweden. Uh, <laughs> And um, so this is, this is, these are the things. And because of my kid is adopted, uh, the, the term, and this is hard to, it's nature versus nurture. nurture. And which is really interesting to me because my child doesn't have any of, of my genes or my wife's genes. So, so I'm interested in, in how much of an influence do we have on our children. <clears throat> and I met with this gene scientist who, who really told me that we have no influence on our children whatsoever. Yeah, it was a kind of a depressing talk. Yeah. But a lot of tricks came out of this, right? So there's- Okay, so there's so some good. There, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, hopefully the show's gonna be good. Uh, something's gonna come out of that. But it, it's, it's, so, so I, 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 uh, I really dive into these topics and I, and I kind of know in the back of my head something funny, something magic is gonna come out of it. And it has up until now. Um, let me see if I can give you a good example. Yeah, um, mm, yeah. You no, can't. No. Okay. No. We're out of time, Rune. Okay. Um,
0: which is awful, but it's, it is what it is. Uh, we always finish the show with four quick fire questions. Sure. Are you ready?
1: Yes, I am. Failed
0: one. We always finish the show with five quick fire questions. Your favorite pizza topping?
1: Uh, actually, it's just margarita.
0: Favorite film?
1: Um, I just saw a Marriage Story, and I absolutely loved it. Favorite people or person that makes
0: music? Beck. Who would you rather fight, 100 tiny Joshuas or one massive Andy?
1: One massive Andy any day of the week. <laughs> Sorry, I did, but you're not that strong.
0: All right. Room plan,
1: thank you very thank you much indeed so for
0: your time. Thank you. Thanks. Thank 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 Room plan, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Thank you. Thank you.